welcome to the ABCA's podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Brownlee. This episode is sponsored by Netting Pros. Netting professionals are improving programs one facility at a time. Netting professionals specializes in the design, fabrication, and installation of custom netting for backstops, batting cages, dugouts, BP screens, and ball carts. They also design and install digital graphic wall padding, windscreen, turf, turf protectors, dugout benches, dugout cubbies, and more. Netting Professionals is an official partner of the ABCA and continues to provide quality products and services to many high school, college, and professional fields, facilities, and stadiums throughout the country. Netting Professionals are improving programs one facility at a time. Contact them today at 844-620-2707 or info at nettingpros.com. Visit them online at www.nettingpros.com or check out Netting Pros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for all their latest products and projects. Make sure to let CEO Will Miner know that the ABCA sent you. Now on to the podcast. This week on the ABCA podcast is ABCA ATEC Division II High School Coach of the Year, McPherson Head Coach Heath Gerstner. McPherson High School has won back-to-back Kansas 4A state championships. The Bullpups finished the season with a 21-4 record and outscored their tournament opponents 23-5. Gerstner is on the ABCA High School All-America Committee and is a great example of why all high school coaches should be ABCA members. This episode is a deep dive into running a high school program. Let's welcome Heath Gerstner to the podcast. North Carolina's good. That's right. We love it. We actually visit North. We've, we, uh, our little go-to spot is Wrightsville Beach. We've got some friends. Um, a local guy and me that are real good friends. He played baseball there in the summer, a couple summers, and a guy had a beach house yep. and opens it for us. We get to go stay there for free every summer. I didn't, I didn't make it this summer, but um, that's kind of our go-to spot. And then we love yep. the weather. It really doesn't really get much above ninety. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we. Yeah. Uh, my first year we moved out here. My parents actually rented a house in Wrightsville Beach yeah. for Thanksgiving. It was great. Yeah, we love that area. It's it's not not super crowded. I mean, it's super. You got to be loaded to live down there, yeah. but it's yeah. it's a cool area. Here with Heath Gerstner, head coach, McPherson High School, ABCA ATEC Division II High School Coach of the Year, and then ABCA uh, High School All America Committee as well. And but back to back state champions this year. So congrats, Coach. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate that. You know, has social media helped the baseball coaching community? Oh, one hundred percent. You know, I, I there, obviously everybody's not on social media, but I know for for from my personal experiences, it absolutely has. I'm a uh, back in 2020, I think is when I really saw it. You know, and all baseball got shut down. A lot of guys got started on things, and there was there were things before that. But um, no, I, I've loved social media. I've stolen all kinds of things off of there, and uh, I think it's provided our fraternity, you know, our baseball coaches fraternity, a little bit of. of closeness and, and relatability, but, um, no, I, I love it. Were you on it much pre COVID? Um, probably more than most, but I, I think 2020 is when I probably dove in the most. Yeah. Take us through your path. People that don't know you right now, take us through your path up to this point. I do have a really, um, 
I have a unique path in the fact that I went to college, um, played college baseball for two years and realized I wasn't very good um, at a junior college and uh, decided to just go and finish school and um, went to Kansas State University. And, and I grew up, I was a farm kid at heart and decided that's probably what I should do in school and uh, graduated from Kansas State with a degree in agronomy and planned to go in that field. And um, I, uh, I actually went to work um, doing seed research and high high level lab and science work right out of school and, and did that for almost two years after Kansas or after I was at K-State and just missed. I had a lot of opportunities in college to work with kids after after I got done playing baseball and, and I even coached some high school football and and just missed my interactions with kids and uh, uh, just kind of out of the blue applied for a GA position in the College of Ed um, at Kansas State and got it. And so they paid for my entire master's degree and became wanted to become a teacher and a coach. And uh, as I student taught at Junction City, um, I was asked, we had a coach leave and just got asked out of the blue to, uh, hey, would you would you jump on staff and help us out this spring? It was within within a week of the season and and jumped on staff and helped out the best I could. And the craziest story ever and one of the most humbling things that's ever happened to me is the head, the head coach was in his first season at Junction City and uh, sits down with me at the end, end of the year and says, hey, um, we'd really like, we're trying to find you a job here in our school district. Uh, if, if, and I know it's my first year and we've had a great first year. If you can get a, a job in this district, I'd love to, to switch roles. You be the head coach and, uh, I'll, I'll be your assistant. He goes, I think, I think your vision and what you're trying to, what you could do here is more than what I could do. And I was just absolutely blown away by that. And so then became the head coach there and was just there at Junction City for three years. Uh, that school had no baseball culture, um, you know, we just really had struggled over the years. It's a military school, so a lot of tra transient kids moving in, moving out, and uh, baseball doesn't work real well. And um, took them to a state tournament my last year there for about the first time in 25 years. Um, and then was able to – had an opportunity here in McPherson, uh, which is right my, – my dad farms south of here. My wife, she's from Lyons. We're, we're all within 20 miles of each other and kind of was a family move for us and thought we could raise our family here and – uh, I've been here ever since. So that was back in 2014. And um, my first year here in McPherson, we actually took our team to the state title game uh, and had a fairly experienced team. And then we, we knew we were going to have some lumps, but then I've kind of built it into something I'm super proud of. Our youth programs here in town are, are second to none. And uh, I, I think we've, uh, and McPherson is, is a very much athletic town, but um, super proud of where we're at. Your dad ever tried to talk you into taking over the farm? You know, uh, I'll tell you when I, when I, so my, my first job out of college, I was, um, had great wages, um, was paid very well. And, uh, when I told my dad, I wanted to go back and teach and coach, he was like, you know, my, in fact, the employer that I had, had just bought me a brand new pickup to drive, um, was taking care of me financially. I was work, I worked a lot of hours, 80 hour weeks, um, and loved it. I loved my job, but my dad, he, he thought I was crazy. Uh, he's like, you know, he's like, they're not taking care of teachers and coaches and, uh, but you know, I, I was young, I wasn't married, I didn't have kids and, um, I, I knew where my passion was and I just decided to go for it and I, I haven't regretted it at all. How'd you get to Hutch? Oh, uh, out of, for, to play baseball. Okay. So I played for a legendary coach by the name of Rich Kroll, um, here in Kansas. Rich won mul multiple state titles at Nickerson high school. And that's where I played. We actually, uh, I think we had, and it's kind of crazy, um, in my graduating class at a small school, we we won a state title in high school. We also with Legion baseball was really big. We were dominant in that. But we had 
Rich Kroll's son, Noah, went all the way to, to, to the big leagues um, and had been recruited to go to Hutch. Uh, my, our, our best, our second, I wasn't even the best, I wasn't close to the best player. The second best player on our team played baseball at Tabor, and now he's the head football coach. We had um, just like four or five of us that all loved baseball and, and went into baseball. And um, it's kind of crazy. We even like Noah, Noah Kroll is now coaching today, high school baseball. Mace Kroll, his little brother's coaching baseball. I'm coaching baseball. Another player that's on our team, Jordan Nuss, is now the head coach at Nickerson where we were at. There's a whole fraternity of us guys that were played together and, and all back into coaching, which is pretty cool. But my story was I was planning to go to Allen County and, uh, and I was going to go to Allen County and, and play baseball and went down there and just didn't feel home. Um, I remember I was by myself. I was an 18 year old and didn't, uh, you know, I had a good relationship with Val McLean on, on the phone. And when I got down there, I didn't feel comfortable. And I drove back home and, and called the Hutch coach and said, Hey, is, would there be an opportunity for me to play here? And they said, you know, we're, we're bringing in plenty of guys, you know, we, we can give you a spot. We're not going to guarantee you anything more than a couple of weeks. And, uh, I learned how to practice pretty quick in those two weeks, and, uh, and the rest was kind of history. We had a great two years, went to the World Series, um, played for coach, legendary coach Kyle Crooks my sophomore year, who's now at Central, Central Missouri. I have a great relationship with him. How are the practices different from what you're used to in high school? You know, just uh, not crazy. Um, our, our high school coach had very much a good structure, and, and I wish coaches today could have watched what he was. He was very much a fundamentals guy, and, and we did a lot of fundamental work. Um, obviously the competition level was unbelievable. I, I remember, you know, never hardly seeing 88 to 90 until I, you know, jump in the box, the first inner squad of Hutch Juco and uh, competition level was unbelievable. And just the commitment. I mean, I remember, I remember thinking our coaches were crazy. I mean, we would lift on a Saturday morning, play two nine inning games, and then, you know, have something to do that night. And uh, I mean, that, that was the thing. And, and I tell all of our high school guys, the amount of time that you'll spend with your teammates in college baseball is, is unheard of. And, and that's why you, you know, that's why I'm still close with all of those guys today. I'm, I'm, I'm coaching in Kansas and I still, I still go play against my college teammates from Oklahoma that are coaching down there. And, and all of us still stay in touch a lot today. When you first got into coaching, who were you leaning on for advice? You know, that's, that's a great question. And I didn't, um, I had a coach, um, Ryan Schmidt at Hutch Juco, um, I got to talking to him one day and he said, you really need a mentor. You're young, you're, you're a go-getter. Um, you're doing a lot of things right. And uh, I reached out to, to another national coach of the year. This is probably, he's probably, probably 10 years ago now, but Steve Bushnell was a Topeka seaman. Um, he's been an ABCA national coach of the year. I think he won nine state titles here in Kansas, probably as the top program in the state of Kansas. And, and I started leaning on him a lot of, for a lot of things. And uh, he would never let me call him my mentor um, because that's just who he is. But, you know, I, I remember calling him a lot about parent issues and, and, Hey, I'm, I'm not liking the way I'm teaching this. What do you think on this? And, and just, and I, I'm, I'm very much a guy that not, not, I, uh, I wasn't scared to, to bug him if that makes sense. And, and he was always willing to take time to call me back or, or take my phone call and explain in great detail. And his, I say all the time, his word choices were unbelievable for a young coach like me listening to, to an experienced guy that, said it the right way, um, could explain it to me, um, was, I'll never forget all of that. But there's been a lot of people that have poured into me. It's um, very little about what I've done. It's all about the coaches that have been around me. What was his advice on parent issues? You know, just be honest up front. And uh, I think it all starts with that and, and, and be a great, you know, it, it's all about honesty, number one, and being transparent and, uh, you know, and just being an ultimate communicator. Some little baby steps. I've, I've tried to take some young coaches and encourage them. You know, we, parents, can be can, can can almost ruin it for you if you let them and I don't think they necessarily intend to do that but most of the time they want to be in the know 
And uh, so we, we've done some different things. We, we do a Sunday newsletter almost half the year around that they, they get information from me on a Sunday. Um, I'm very much about if there's something that's going on I don't like, I just pick up my phone and call them. Um, if there's any, if I ever think their their kid's in danger, so if they're sitting out of practice because they're hurt, you know, them getting a phone call from me on a timely basis, I think is important. And uh, and I also think the longer I'm here, the more they trust you. You know, I mean, when you uh, are at a new place for your first year, um, they don't know you from anywhere. And uh, you've, you've got to, they've got to see you, you know, be present and, uh, you know, build trust with you as well. It's amazing. I work youth camp still. It's amazing to me how many parents are there during camp that oh, yeah. don't just drop their kids off and, and leave. It, it's amazing to me how involved they are. And I have friends with um, younger kids and they'll send me videos and I'm like, hey, drop them off. Especially if you're taking them to a lesson, drop them off and leave and let the coach coach your son or daughter just get out of the way and then if they have questions, they'll ask, kids will ask. Like, but if they don't bring it up, don't talk. Just ask them if they had fun and get out of the way. Let the coaches yeah. coach. Yeah, there's been situations we've had to encourage that behavior too, because you also got those kids, especially our younger ones, freshmen or or, or our middle school guys, um, that constantly have that one eye in the in the bleachers and the one eye. You know, are they really getting? They're not getting any better. And uh, so I've had I've had those conversations with parents about, hey, I just think you need to just give them a little bit of space. And uh, if he and and you know, just, just trying to find ways for kids to, to, to excel. Did you have much returning this year from last year's team that won it? We did. We so did. you felt pretty uh, good coming into the year then? Yeah, we did. We, uh, you know, I, I actually, well, we, in, in 2022, we won our first state title in school history. Um, McPherson is a known basketball town. Um, in fact, I think if you'd ask anybody in Kansas, the, the McPherson is the basketball capital of Kansas and, and we've, and boys and girls basketball, they've won something like 30 state titles. We have, we've have almost 60 state titles among our school, but we've never had one in baseball. And so a lot of people really never thought baseball would probably win a state title here. Um, and so winning it in 2022 was pretty special. Uh, and to say that we celebrated it would be light. Um, you know, they darn near wanted to have a parade for us. I mean, our parents were so proud of us. I mean, it was, we talked about it all year long. And I remember when baseball came around in 2023, I was tired of talking about it and I was ready to move on to the Knicks group. And, and of course, when you bring back eight seniors uh, that played on the team the year before um, their expectation, I remember sitting down at my kitchen table and they're uh, talking to them about goals of the season and what, what can we accomplish? They, they basically said, we have to win state. And I remember just, I said, let's, let, let's hold back a little bit, you know, in Kansas, it's single elimination in postseason, And, and I remember telling them, is, is it is really the only way it's a successful season is a, is a state title? I didn't believe that. And I didn't want them to put that type of pressure on themselves. And um, and I thought we were pretty average baseball team out of the gate. Um, when we came out this spring, we weren't playing extremely well. Um, weren't practicing extremely well. Um, obviously, we, we kind of switched. We, we had some nasty weather um, about midseason and had to play through it and, and played a couple of really good teams like Carl Albert, who won state in Oklahoma. We played Blue Valley Southwest here at our place on a rainy day. Um, and they won back-to-back state titles the two years previous and found a way to win one of those games. And, and I thought our confidence from that standpoint and then just being gritty and playing in a tough environment that day, um, I thought from that standpoint, the rest of the season, we played pretty, pretty well. And you, you can all kind of look at little moments like that in your season and think, okay, that was kind of a turning point for us. And I think that was kind of our turning point. 
I read a newspaper article. You talked about visualizing big moments. I mean, how do you handle that with your players? Yeah, um, I'm huge with it. I think uh, I think there's a couple of things that we have been had an advantage at, and I think the first one I would mention would be our mental game. Um, you know, through through ABCA clinics, I listened to Coach Corbin and Coach Schlossenegel talk about their classroom settings, and uh, I've really tried to figure out how can we do that at the high school level. Um, I have a, I get my guys for a short period of time compared to what they do, and you know, our obviously college and high school are different. Um, a few years back, we started. I meet with my team every Monday morning at 7 a.m. Um, I have our parents provide breakfast, and we go through all kinds of scenarios that we can. It may be just early in the year. It may be, you know, showing video and, and making sure we're doing our relays the way we want to do it, or or understanding what we're trying to do, taking second to third or whatever. But the the majority of what we do is our mental game. And you know, I've partnered with Brian Kane, who's fantastic, and and he has, we we've done his pride lessons and things like that over the years. And, uh, you know, I look at our guys from when they come in as freshmen to when they're seniors and they've had three or four years of meetings with on those Monday morning meetings, they're, they're totally different human beings. And, uh, most of our guys, when I ask them after they've graduated, what's one thing I should never stop doing. And most, all of them will say, coach, don't give up the Monday, Monday morning meetings. Obviously they hate them because it's Monday morning. It's early. They got to get there before school. Um, but they've been super beneficial. And, and that's, that, that leads right into visualization. You know, we talk all the time about, uh, if you can't visualize yourself doing it, then really you can't do it. And I, I really believe that. I was, a, I remember even as a player, I, I could fi find a way to visualize some things on deck, and then I'll, all of a sudden it'd be happening. And uh, and obviously there's times you can't visualize because you're thinking about all the crap that's happened or what crap is happening. But um, I'm I'm huge on that. Uh, Mine was an execution piece. Before I got in the batter's box, if I got a sign, I actually saw myself. I saw it happen before I got in the box. I think that helped me execute so much at the plate that I would give that tip to my players. That's a hard thing that takes training over and over, but it just came second nature to me where I was going to actually see it before I got in the box, whatever I was trying to get done situationalize. I think that's wonderful. Uh, and I think you're exactly right. I think, and I think every kid's a little different. Um, you know, we've got, you know, we're big on routines and writing down our routines and understanding how to self-talk and all those types of things. Um, and, and we have kids that can't write it down and we, we write it down and work on it. And, and other kids are so, so mental and ahead of the game and can do that in no time at all. And it's made me laugh at, you know, some of our kids that are straight A students or high ACT kids, you know, it just comes easy to them and they can do it. And other kids, um, it becomes really, really difficult. Are you handing life skill stuff then in the Monday morning classrooms too? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, everything from handshakes to, to interview skills to, um, you know, a lot of that type of stuff. And just, just, uh, you know, I, I guess I'm just, I think we all, all I, if you'd ask my team for me, there's no little detail. And, uh, I think the teams that handle the little details the best are, are the best. And, uh, I'm, I'm all about the details. And if you're wearing McPherson high school baseball gear, um, it represents me. And, and so I, I stay on them. Uh, you know, we kind of start the year about, you know, making your bed and, uh, and, and I love that video and we share that, um, talking about, you know, accomplishing the first thing of the day is, is so big. And, 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 um, we, we talk a lot about that and all kinds of little things and just given, you know, we, we're a small town. I mean, this McPherson is in the middle of Kansas, but it's a, a small town, but we're all so proud of it. It's a safe town. And, and I hope a bunch of these guys feel comfortable enough to come raise their families here someday. Do you have to make cuts? Typically not. Typically not. No. So, um, you know, we, uh, when I first arrived here, we did, uh, but you know, we, we have about 30 to around 30 kids come out every year. We've, we've been lower than that. We've been above that. 
Um, but typically I don't like to make cuts and I'll tell parents, we may not, we're typically a JV varsity team only. We might have a few C team games, but we're JV varsity. And, uh, that doesn't mean everybody will travel. So we, we, uh, we want everybody to be a part of our team. And I, I just, high school kids, especially I, I've seen, I mean, I, I've given the story. I had a kid, um, a few years back that I cut when I first got here, it was a freshman. And he just came to me and said, coach, I don't have to play any games. I just want to be a part and I want to practice. And that kid got varsity innings by four years later. Um, he just worked his tail off. You know, baseball is not about how big or big you are or anything like that. And, and if you work at it and put the reps in and, and, and desire to be a good player, you, you can find your way. And uh, so we, we do our best to not, not cut. JV and varsity practice at the same time. Yeah, we do. We're so fortunate. Um, we start out our year pretty much all together, and uh, my coaching staff is unbelievable. I've, I've been so fortunate. I've got a few guys that have been on staff with me for quite a while, and uh, we actually have two turf fields right next to each other, um, both infield. So we'll typically early in the year when we do all of our our throwing and defensive work and base running and bunting, we'll do those types of things together. And then um, most days, if when we split up for our whatever BP we're doing that particular day, we can split up and, and go half and half and. Um, that's also been a, a transfer for me as, as I'm big on getting them in and getting them out. So we go three 30 to about five 30. Uh, I was, uh, you know, the college life lifestyle was always a three hour practice. And, uh, when I started young coaching, I thought everything was a three hour practice. And, and I'll tell you what kids today don't, don't do three hour practices. So we've, we've got to be really efficient. And, uh, that's been super beneficial to us, um, to be able to split up and take BP on both fields or, or certain times in the year, we got one game going on a field and practice on the other one. What are you using to streamline communication with your, your players? We love the, uh, for, for our entire, for, we just kind of moved over the last year to this band app. Um, we, we love the band app to, uh, you know, we, our guys know that they'll get the practice schedule by noon every day in the band app. Um, obviously with Kansas weather, um, it could change, um, at two o'clock when we have, we have a three o'clock practice, but, uh, the band app's been great. We also use, um, Google classroom. So our guys all have a, uh, Google classroom. We have a baseball Google classroom. So a lot of stuff like our charts and, and our, we are very much a big fan of measurement equals motivation. And so they know how many barrels they caught in practice yesterday. Um, they know their, uh, we keep everything. Um, we've got managers. Who's tracking your barrels? So our managers. So our, a lot of times, we'll uh, if we have man, if we have girl managers that don't know what a barrel is, then we've got our coach throwing BP will say yes or no's. Um, but it, depending on if we're doing execution or if we're just doing, you know, sometimes if we're just doing angle BP with machines or or whatever, um, we're tracking everything and we want to keep track of where they're at and we try to give them a number on a, hey, this guy was the best for this week, but this, you know, here's the overall standings. Um, stole a lot of that from Coach Crooks at Central Missouri, and uh, we've got about five different BPs we do. And, uh, and so that, that's, we keep track of that. How often are you using angle BP? Uh, it's starting to come more. Uh, I when's think the first year you used it? Well, we've kind of played with it. So, uh, a couple of years ago, we would probably, we would either throw it or flip it or even machine it from basically, um, we would put the machine halfway between the mound and the first baseline for righties. And we love that. I love that pure swing. The more I've done that, I think that's too drastic. So we've actually kind of tightened it up, put a little closer to the mound, and then we can set up two machines and one on each side of the mound. But really three to four feet is off. And what we have found is is uh, for high school hitters, our high school hitters can't hit sliders. And the more angle we do from that, we can now hit sliders. And uh, that's, you know, we hit almost That's the toughest one. It's the same side angle because it's, yep. it's the best way to emulate ha handling a, a good sinker slider guy. 
To- totally agree. And I would tell you for years, our best hitters could hit fastballs, uh, but we were always pretty much as a team, just very average with the breakers. Um, but that's this year. Um, it was probably the opposite. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't face anybody true crazy velo guys. And so we had a lot of breaking ball guys and we would hit the ball all over the field. You film in every practice. We don't, um, we don't, uh, we, we do want it. We try to get a few times a year, get our guys swings on film and send those to them. Um, but again, our time's limited. And so, you know, I, I don't, um, we don't have time to film our practice every day. There's, um, we, we, there's some different things we do. Um, one of the things we do early in the year is we divide our entire squad freshman to senior into three squads. Like you see some of these other teams do even at collegiate level. Um, and our guys are competing for a steak dinner, um, before the, or if you're the losers get hot dogs before our first game. And we do, uh, some, we basically create a list of events that they'll do before our first game. So it might be in a typically non-baseball related stuff this year. The most competitive was our spike ball tournament, um, but they'll do bowling. They'll do we'll do tractor tire races. A lot of the what you see with like the Omaha challenges and things like that. We steal stuff off of that, ideas off of that all the time. So, um, but we film a lot of those things. So that when our guys are really competing and and and, and to to provide us some good content for our postseason videos and things like that, and 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 to put stuff out on social media. What tech are you using for player development? What tech? Yeah. Um, well, we, we've, we've dabbled and dabbled with blast and, and, uh, I think we've kind of figured out how to do it. We've, you know, I, my, of course our budgets are so limited, so I can't, every kid can't have a blast. Um, we tried to have five or six, um, a couple of years ago and, and move them around and, and then we'd have them cross over with the iPad we're on. And, um, we had some pretty good success this year with, we had one iPad per blast and then we could, um, and, and got some really good data early. Um, we've kind of got a plan of how we want to attack those a little bit next year. We're huge on the pocket radars. Um, all of our pitchers will keep track of how the hard they're throwing. We do use them for exit velocity and some different things like that. Um, I'm trying to think. What, um, hey, what do you feel like the best blast metrics are for high school kids? For me, number one is attack angle. Um, for me, number one is attack angle. Um, and then also just bat speed. I mean, if if I've got a freshman, I, I think it all starts with that. Um, if your bat doesn't move at a speed, um, then you're not going to be a successful hitter. So we had, you know, and we actually grouped our guys up two weeks in this year. And we had three kids that their bat speed wasn't at a level to give, give them a chance to be effective. So their focus was bat speed every day. And then to me, the next one I've got to make sure we figure out is, is attack angle. And those are the main two. Um, we do, we do get off, um, you know, we've kind of taken some rotational score guys and some things like that. Uh, but those two are, are red flags for me. So bats, bat speed and attack angle. If that, they're just how are you cleaning speed. both those up? I mean, how are you developing bat speed? Um, obviously, we love weighted bats um, and plyo balls. Uh, you know, a lot of the driveline ideas um, we do. Uh, and I, I think uh, swinging fast and, and, and obviously using the, the weighted bats with, with heavy, with underload and, and overload, um, we do. I probably don't use as many of those as we do, even just things like the long bats and short bats. Those are probably more of my go-tos um, for almost a daily um, regimen than than the overload and underloads. We do use both, but um, I bet our guys have a short bat in their hand about every day. Um, and I just, it, it's, it provides the greatest swing. And um, we have guys with some posture issues and things like that. And it cleans up a lot of that stuff. Louisville Slugger, if you're listening, bring the uh, M9 Maple half bat back. They yeah. don't make them anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. That, I also, that for me, that was the best weight for a yeah. college kid. 
to one hand, top hand, lead hand, top hand, and then with both hands because it was durable too. But the, I felt like the weight distribution and the length of it was was perfect for college guys. Yeah, that's they awesome. don't make it anymore though. Bring it back. Yeah. Bring it back. <laughs> hey, when your team split, so when JV and varsity split, once you get going, is it same practice plans for both teams? Typically, typically, um, yeah, we like them to pretty much. But but I would tell you, we get pretty. Uh, um, when we get into season, what our high school, what our varsity hitters need to work on and what our JV hitters need to work on, maybe not be the same. And so we do switch it up. Um, I give my, my sub varsity coaches full reign on, you know, if, uh, you know, you know, they know they've seen those hitters more than I have. And, uh, that we have definitely done different, if that makes sense. Um, I know like they wouldn't, our, our younger hitters probably don't do as much angle, um, as, as our varsity hitters would do. Um, and we heat it up a little bit. Hey, how harder. do you explain that in the beginning to them? Like, Hey, you know, what's realistic or if you get five swings mm -hmm. is just following a ball off realistic. I mean, how are you explaining yeah. that to them? Yeah, Cause so that's, a, that's going to hand it to you. So we, we, this is a hilarious story. Our, our, our group that just graduated when they were freshmen, kind of when we four or five years ago, when we kind of we had, we had one old hack attack for many years and it was not good. We still have it. It still runs, but it's, but now we have some extra minis and we love those cause we can really dial those in. And when we first started with, you know, back then it was even just heating them up a little bit and uh, our guys hated them. I mean, coach, this is a waste of time. We, we hate it. We hate it. We hate it. And, you know, had to have guys in the most respectful manner, grab me after practice, like coach, we can't do this. And, and I was like, I just think we got to stick to it. We got to believe in it. And, uh, you know, we've laughed about it because now, you know, we're four years in um, and now they all understand the difference that it's made over time. Of course, it's not a quick fix. Uh, but, you know, we were laughing even as coaches this year. No, Nobody's belly aching. Um, but, you know, we keep track. And I remember those days like, yeah, guys are getting one barrel out of five, uh, two, two out of five. And we'd say like three out of five is amazing. Uh and, and just understand. And so what we try to do is provide some balance. So I always tell them, if we're going to go angle today, that's going to really, you're going to fail a lot. Okay. Now tomorrow's probably going to be more of a feel good BP for you. And so like, if we play on a Thursday, you know, Tuesday is going to be a super challenging day and, and make you uncomfortable. And then Wednesday, we're gonna let you feel good again. And uh, I think that's a mistake. I think some of our high school coaches make, because I think I've talked to a couple other guys and I think some of our coaches are making them fail too much. And so then they don't ever, you know, have a chance to let them feel good. I think both, I think it's a good um, to have a little bit of both. And so we do typically the day before, but even on for us, and, and I don't like to give this secret out, but we, we take a BP on the field on game days. We even chart that BP on game days and we throw mix to our guys on game days. So even when we're throwing, we did mix, too. I felt yeah. like it was the best thing for game day. I, I love i mean teams come in and watch us and i know sometimes our guys suck at that but i it's been huge for us and i always just i just tell our guys like hey we just got an extra practice in before our, our game and with, with again we're limited in our time we're, we're only allowed to play 20 games we're trying to get 26 here in kansas i think it's going to happen but you know our time's limited and so i just try to maximize everything we can same offensive and defensive signs for both jv and varsity we do we do we are excited about um you know, we 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 would prefer all of our catchers to call games. It doesn't always work that way. We haven't built all that trust, and we've had some guys that are better at it than others. We're excited about the communication devices that will hopefully be allowed next year. Um, but all of our signs say the same. And in fact, um, we even we even teach our middle school kids. So our middle school, co our, we have some youth coaches that come in and and they they teach the same 
same stuff that we're teaching. What are the options for summer ball for your guys? Yeah, so there's there's pretty good options, um, and there, we're lucky here in McPherson, Kansas, that that we run our own summer programs here, and uh, our kids don't have to drive to Wichita or Kansas City to play on a, on a good team. Um, most of our kids play here with us in the summer and play with, and our and I'm so fortunate. I coach, and our assistant coaches coach, and and we go play all these showcases teams. Um, and I'll tell you what, they don't really like losing to the little McPherson Bullpup high school team. Uh, but it's been so good for our kids. And that's that's 100% a big reason why we've been so successful is we go play great competition all summer. And then we get into high school season, we ain't intimidated by anything. And our guys typically play up. So like we had a sophomore group this summer that had a great summer and uh, they all played 18U, played juniors and seniors all summer. And I know when they get back next spring, you know, the, there's two twofold there. Number one, us as coaches have got to see them for a whole nother summer. And we've got a decent idea how they're going to fit in and what the mix will look like next spring. But also, you know, we, we saw great velo. We saw great pitching all summer, and they'll be ready to go. Did you start the McPherson Baseball Academy? I did not. I did not. So that was actually um, the big McPherson Baseball Association, which is our MBA. It's our Youth Baseball Association. About, I'm guessing around 2008 or nine um, is about the time that started. A couple dads. Funny how that, that works. You start yeah. that, and it trickles up to high school. And I really believe it's one of the best in the state. Uh, it's been so consistent. We have had some great leadership. We've had some just absolutely selfless dads that that pour into to kids. And uh, you look at a small town like us, and we have a, a competitive team at every age. Um, is a pretty special thing. They host a couple tournaments, which offset our costs. So, you know, kids in our town can play for, I, I think their player fee was like $200 this year. Kids are playing six, eight tournaments. I mean, it's a really a special thing when you look at, some of these big towns that the money that kids have to shell out to play 10 U baseball. Um, and, and, and also hindsight, our, I've got a great relationship with a lot of those dads and coaches and, and they come and pick my brain and come to our practices. And, and we, we go to, and do a little mini coaches clinic and share, here's the, the top five things we're doing at our practices. And uh, I think that's been a good relationship for both of us. What are those top five things? When you go talk to youth coaches, what are the most important things that you feel like a youth coach should be covering? I don't know if I can limit it to five, but I'll start. <laughs> I think I think the number one thing for me, and I and I always start with this, is catch play. Uh, I really want our coaches to not be in the dugout or talking to parents while their kids are playing catch. Get out there, get to know their kids, and then just coach them on how to play great catch. It starts with that. You know, I tell them all the time, if you can't play great, great catch, you can't play. And, you know, every youth coach wants more pitchers. And if you want more pitchers, go play better catch. And uh, it starts with that. And, you know, and then I, it starts for me right after that, it starts with pitching. And I think part of the reason we've been so good is, is our pitching depth. And I just encourage them to make every youth kid a pitcher and, uh, you know, get them on the mound and have them throw. And, and a lot of these ideas of, of, of have them have a velo, you know, get a velo on these kids and keep track and let them have some fun with it and hit targets um, and celebrate a lot of things. Um, I know, I know just to, off topic, you know, but it's, it's stupid thing. We even cover things like, you know, don't let your kids hold on third base for God's sakes. You know, like, you know, I went to youth baseball games and a bases loaded game and a 12 U game and every base is being held on. And you're like, Hey, if the hitter just puts it in play, it's a double, you know, or whatever. So um, we cover a lot of basic things like that. And then, you know, I, I just always talk about, you know, same thing with us, keep practices short, keep them fun. Um, make, make sure there's rewards and, and, uh, you know, I obviously it's never going to be a perfect world, but, um, you know, as, as much as, you, you know, the, and we talk a lot about, you know, you don't want to line at shortstop and everybody's taking a ground ball and throwing it across and just dividing them up and, 
and maximize your reps. Um, and as much as, and for me, I tell them all the time is make the game fun. I just, I, I want our high school kids to have a blast playing it because it is a game and I want the youth guys to do that too. You know, one, one thing we started a few years, we stole from somebody else and I've seen it kind of taken off, but you know, our guys get a starburst if they get a QAB. So, um, you know, we've shared some things like that with our youth baseball and, and they love it. And if a kid you know, takes an HBP, I know there's rewards for those types of things. And so I think, you know, them picking my brain and, and, and picking back and forth, I think has been a great thing. Well, and a benefit for you is you're probably going to have one of them or a couple of them as parents as they get to you, correct? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's that's been 100% the truth. So, you know, all these kids that have gone through, you know, I've got multiple kids on my team now that their dads have been coaches and uh, got to know me well before they got into high school. And obviously that trust was built and uh, it's been, it been a great relationship moving forward. Do you do a full-on parents meeting before the season starts? We do for our high school guys. Yeah, I think that's absolutely critical. Uh, and I actually, I'm kind of a psycho about that and the fact that even if a parent can't make my parent meeting, I typically have an alternate parent meeting. Um, I'm really big on seeing every parent's face um, before our season starts. And, and I know that some of them laugh about it because if their kid's a senior, they've seen me for four years and my message isn't a whole lot different. Um, but it's kind of an important thing to me. I, I just, the longer I do this, I think, successful teams aren't just players and coaches. Um, our parents have to be on board. Our administration has to be in the loop. And uh, I think if all of those things are working in cohesion, um, it's, 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 it's a fantastic thing. How much of your own family is involved with the program? Yeah. So, so I, I've got a, um, my own family is, is not super involved. I, uh, my, my wife um, is, is Shelly and uh, we got married the first year we were here in McPherson back in 2014 and uh, we've, we've had three kids and uh, that's kind of my family. My, my old, my oldest is a daughter. She's seven and, and starting to love the game. My five-year-old who thinks he's 16 and wants to be on the high school baseball team tomorrow um, has a little ways to go. And then we've just got a seven month old. So my, my, my kids are all pretty young. Uh, we, we decided to kind of wait to have kids. And, and uh, so we, we've got quite a bit of baseball in, in the future running down, but, you know, I didn't come from a crazy baseball family. My dad was a farmer. And, uh, you know, and that was his passion and, and he felt like he needed to support the family. So I, I didn't have a crazy baseball background. I had, I remember I had my mom who played catch with me probably till I was six or seven, but then couldn't, didn't want didn't, didn't think she could catch that velocity is what I tell her all the time. And so she had me throw against the barn growing up. How much were you involved with the harvesting, planting and harvesting growing up? You know, I, you know, it, I, I was just as much as, as I kind of wanted to, it wasn't ever, uh. I tell people all the time, it wasn't, I wasn't required to do those th things. My dad encouraged me to come help with the farm. And I remember growing up, you know, checking cows and, and we had a cow calf operation that he helped with in Western Kansas. And then when we moved here to Hutch right before high school, he's been basically an irrigated farmer ever since. And, and I got to spend some time, but you know, you know, harvest here was during football season. So I didn't help a whole lot. And during school, um, and planting was during baseball. And so I didn't help a lot during that. But in the summer times when I wasn't playing baseball or, or involved in my school activities, um, you know, I did get to the farm. And I did a lot of mowing and spraying and, and clean up and things like that. Um, and I think Seed farming with, with the irrigation piece or was it for consumption? Yeah. So, yeah, primary corn and soybean farmers is, is what he does here. Um, no detasseling? Nope, no detasseling. Saved our Iowa baseball players. Yeah, those I are had some to do of the wildest stories. For anybody who doesn't know, you know, the corn that they eat, they have to detassel that. They have to go in the fields, and it is hot in Iowa in the summertime. Yeah. So my first job out of school, I was doing seed research, and we did some of that. I had to do population counts. 
um, some detasseling. I had to hoe, hoe out weeds and seed corn and all types of stuff like that. And it will make you, it's, if it's 105 outside, it's 140 inside there. So. Do you feel like a byproduct of being on the ABCA all America committees and the high school committees has helped you be a better coach? Oh, I, I would say 100%. I, uh, uh, the reason, I mean, the, the success I've had is not because of any, anything special that Heath Gersher's done. It's because of all, I've just gotten to know so many wonderful people. Um, you know, the, the whole relationship I, I've, I got part of ABCA many years back, shoot, I think it was maybe even before I was in McPherson and, and got to know, I, I knew, uh, who recommended you be an ABCA member? Yeah, so, so, so I think it started with Coach Bartman. You know, I moved to McPherson, and Coach Bartman was coaching at Bethany and at the time, and then he got involved with ABCA, and I think the rest kind of from there was history. And uh, uh, I, th I think that's where it started. I'm not 100%. I also think I, think I saw it on social media, and I knew I wanted – because that might have even been before that. I, I remember my first convention was in Nashville, I think 14 or 15, and uh, I remember I, I leaving there thinking I'm coming every year. I mean, it was a, a no brainer for me. I just, um, I mean, I think it's awesome. Two of our high school coaches of the year, ABCA, you know, members, and, you know, obviously they're, they're on our committees and both have won back-to-back -back state championship yeah. with you and Scott. Yeah. It's awesome. It, it, yeah. Yeah. So, so happy for Scott. And, um, you know, that it was kind of funny in our meeting, they all joke that, you know, go, go win another one. And I, I kind of blush it off. Like, you know, that's really tough to do. And, uh, you know, you, I, of course we're going to work to do it and it's a whole lot of fun. And I'd love to win a third. I'd probably would love to win a third one just as much as the second one, but, um, I didn't really think that was possible, but it's been an honor working with those guys. You know, it's fun to, to, to listen to the different cultures and, and the, the way baseball is, is different in every state across America has been a, a fun for me to learn. Um, but just the entire ABCA committee is, is fantastic. I've, I've loved the podcast over the years. I've loved all the, the online chatter, the barnstorming clinics, all those types of things have been amazing. I mean, did you have a feel before you won the first one? I mean, obviously, the school's never done it. Did you have a feeling you guys might have a chance the first I, year? Yeah. So, I, I, Max, I mean, it all it all fuels from 2021. And I, I sometimes you guys, people hear these stories, but I thought we had a really good team in 21. And, and we came out of COVID. I thought in 2020, we had COVID year. We didn't play one game. And I thought we were going to have a pretty good team then. And it was pretty frustrating. And that was the first time in my life I found myself depressed. I, I've, I've told a few people that, but um, I spent a lot of time with quality time with my family in 2020, but I, I just didn't know how to handle my seniors at that time. I felt so bad. I didn't even, I didn't even know what to say. Uh, I spent so much time. I'm a go-getter. I'm on the road every day and doing something and, and to, to go spend three months at home. I didn't know really how to handle that. Uh, my, of course I love my time with my family and, and it's probably something we should all probably go take three months and do again. But um, I found myself a little bit, um, depressed and just not knowing what, what was going to happen next. And I just, and I came out of, and we got back into school and school wasn't the same in 21, you know, we're wearing masks, kids are hate being there. It wasn't the same schedule. And I just didn't know if this is what I wanted to do. And, uh, you know, then we had a really good team. We had a really good team in 21. It got me super excited. I only had one senior on that team and, uh, he was a stud stud pitcher for us. And we, um, run the table where we're, we're, we host a regional, and we get into a game that, and and I remember this. One of my e, um, where my ego got the best of me is, uh, we're playing in it. We're playing in a regional, and I thought for sure we're going to win these games. And I thought we're better than both of these teams. I know we can beat both of these teams. And it's raining off and on the whole day. We have turf. It wasn't a big deal. Storming, stopping, and we end up winning our game to go to the regional final. I have to win the regional final to go. And my athletic director comes to me and goes, "Hey." Um, 
do you think we should finish this game? The game wouldn't start. I think it started about 1030 at night, 10 or 1030 at night. And I said, you know what? It's if we've made it this far, we can beat this team. Let's just get it done. Well, it rained the entire game. And one thing that I realized that night, and this is for all coaches out there, rain is the ultimate ultimate equalizer. If you've got a guy that can throw 85, he can't throw 85 with a wet ball. And, uh, you know, we end up losing that game to a team that wasn't at the level. And I know that I love those coaches and we got a great respect for Mulvane, but, um, you know, we lost that game that night and, and our season was over and, uh, um, I did, it was tough. And I just remember thinking after that, we are going to go back to work. We, our team is good enough to compete at a state title or, or I, I've never really, my goal's never been to state title. I want to get to a state tournament. And then I just think magic can happen. That's, that's kind of a, always been my philosophy. I think if you get there, then, then you just got to go find a way to scratch and claw to the next one. And, um, and so 21 really was a disappointing regional loss. I thought we should have been a state tournament team. And, uh, I think that's kind of fueled us the last couple of years. Now, the All-America Committee gets to meet in Omaha. For anybody that hasn't been to the College World Series in Omaha, what would you tell them? Oh, it's a fantastic event. I think you, anybody that loves baseball should be there. Uh, you know, we even take our high school teams almost every year. Um, they have a Battle of Omaha and some different events up there, and, and our kids love playing up there and, and with a fan fest and just a great atmosphere to go watch baseball. Um, the energy is electric. Uh this isn't any diss on pro baseball, but I, I just did nothing matches the college world series. It's a special, special event. Um, it's a very family f- friendly event. Um, you can go at a decent cost and uh, um, I, we've gone shoot every year for as many years as I can think of. And I don't want to miss it again. Do you have a fail forward moment? Do you have something you thought was going to set you back, but looking back now, it helped you move forward. It's maybe not you know, playing after Hutch. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's uh, that's a good question. I think if I'd go back and do it all over again, I would have kept playing. Um, I, I tell kids all the time, we've we've got high school kids that want to quit everything. You know, if this is going bad, I want to quit. And and I tell them all the time, don't you know, play baseball as long as you can. Or you know, the high school kids today think they need to work, and I'm like, holy smokes, you know, you can work the rest of your life. Um, I've just I haven't had any any uh, necessarily since I've been into coaching, no moments that took me back so much, except for 2020. I, I thought that challenged me uh, mentally a little bit. And, uh, but I think also I came out stronger than that. I, I uh, did, did some things like, like reading and, and buying into some of these zoom, you know, there was all these baseball zoom calls that were fantastic and, uh, and, and kind of revived my spirit a little bit. And just uh, any book, you know, what, what books out there motivated you during COVID? Yeah. You know, I, uh, I'm not a great book reader. <laughs> I tell people all the time, I'm, I'm better at, I pick up a book and I'll read a couple of chapters. Like, I love that. And I'll write, read the front and the back. <laughs> for sure. I, that's me. I, I don't, I'm horrible about, um, you know, if I get to reading, I'll, I'll read four or five pages. And then I start thinking of all the things I need to be doing. My mind is a weird go like that, but I, I love some snippets from even simple things like lone survivor. Um, I love that pieces of that book and read most of that, but energy bus, some John Gordon stuff, some Brian Kane stuff. Uh, I love just our, our, uh, you know, even our ABCA magazine, we get what, what's the name of it. I, I, I read it. Yeah. I love it because it's, it's relatable stuff to me. Um, so that's, that's kind of some of the stuff I, I dove into. Do you have any routines morning or evening? You got three young kids. So the routines kind of, you know, I know your players, it's important, but as a coach with three young kids, it's probably tough. Yeah, Nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, I, I want to get back into my workout routine. I've not been, you know, it's when you have young kids, they kind of can wipe that out a little bit for you. But, um, I love, um, my wife is great. We love to go for walks and, uh, it's always been one of those things that could be an evening or a morning walk in the summertime. We've been pretty diligent about 
Um, we we go we have we live about a mile west of town out here in the country, and we can get our mile or two mile walk in about every morning. And, and that's just you two, or you take the kids with you too. We, we take the we take the kids, and it's awesome. It's not as peaceful um, <laughs> with, with us as it used to be, you know. But um, now that they're both, I, I've ripped their training wheels off and said, "Go ride your bike," and they ride a half mile up there, and it's a little bit more peaceful than it was when they were both beating the tar out of each other in a stroller or whatever. But uh, no, that, that's a good routine we've got. And, and we, um, you know, one of the special things I know a lot of people, I, li- I, I talk to our high school parents all the time, but you know, my family, we pretty much eat dinner together every night and uh, with my young kids and, and sit around the table. And my wife does a great job of, of encouraging us to do that. Cause sometimes we, we get, going my wife was tremendous about that, about making yeah. sure it was not easy, but making sure that we, we ate together. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And my wife, sometimes I know I want to go catch the news or sports center or catch a game. And, and she's like, nah, we got to get in. Okay. I got, you know, and she's, she's awesome about that. So, but we, uh, and she's just good. And my, my wife's good about all the family stuff, reminding me to make sure I go see family and, and, and all those types of things. What are some final thoughts before I let you go? Oh man, it's just, just an absolute honor. I, I still, you know, I've kind of been overwhelmed. Um, you know, I, I've told some people that winning two state titles, is a lot of fun, but really it's been overwhelming and, and, and unbelievable humble. I've just been so humbled. Uh, you know, I, I've, I told my wife the first state title we won, I got on the bus and I felt like a celebrity cause I had like 180 text messages and, um, you know, our community has been amazing, but it's also all those, you know, the baseball world is so unique cause I had high school teammates and college teammates and coaches you've known over the years and coaches around the state. And, and then you've got your own community plus your, your family and uh, it's just been a really cool, cool thing. And if nothing else, to, to rekindle relationships. Uh, but then also those guys, you know, I've been here since 2015. And, and to hear from all those former players that, that have known we're doing some good things and to, to see it all kind of pay off where, you know, there's a lot of coaches out there that do a ton of really good stuff and never win a state title. And uh, so I feel super spoiled and just overwhelmed. And uh, it's been, been an honor. And of course, the, the award is, is super special to me, and just because of my passion for ABCA, and I'm so just just humbled to, to have my name up there. Thanks for your time, Heath. Hey, appreciate it, Ryan. Congrats again to Coach Gerstner and the McPherson program on their back-to-back Kansas State championships. I also appreciate the hard work on the ABCA All-America Committee. It is our toughest committee. Thanks again to Jim Richardson, John Litchfield, Zach Hale, Matt West, and Antonio Walker in the ABCA office for all their help on the podcast. Feel free to reach out to me via email, rbrownlee at abca.org, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, coachb underscore abca, or direct message me via the MyBCA app. This is Ryan Brownlee signing off for the American Baseball Coaches Association. Thanks, and leave it better for those behind you. Wait for another